Welcome to This Week in Tech with Gene Destro. Now is your chance to get caught up in all that's happening in technology around Akron and the rest of the world. Now here's your host, Gene Destro. This week, a conversation with business expert and best-selling author Andrew Winston about his new book, Net Positive, How Courageous Companies Thrive by Giving More Than They Take. We asked him to explain why it makes sense for business to operate in a more energy-efficient and sustainable way. So for people who are kind of dealing with some of these issues in business, they maybe have heard the term net zero. It's a pretty common phrase now countries, businesses using to talk about getting down to zero carbon emissions. And so net positive is uh, kind of going further than that and saying that the challenges the world's facing, mainly things like climate change and inequality, are so large and shared challenges that the leading companies and really all companies need to go much faster than we've been going and take on a, a kind of bigger ambition. And a net positive company is one that profits and thrives by solving the world's problems instead of causing them. And it does that by improving the well-being of everybody that it touches, making the lives better for its customers and consumers, its employees, its suppliers, the communities it operates in. And through its product services, its influence on the world, leaves the world better than it found it. And that's the kind of mission of a net positive company that we hope to help make more common. Well, it sounds like a wonderful goal, and as I recall, Google's mission statement years ago was first do no evil or something like that, but, you know, it didn't always come to pass. It was a goal. I wonder how many companies really take that kind of goal to heart and actually do the thing that you want them to do. Well, look, I mean, the the story we're telling is, so my co-author is Paul Pullman, who was the CEO of Unilever for a decade. So we're not telling a theoretical story. A lot of the book is really his experience in the 10 years that he made Unilever. It was already a company that was doing a lot right in the world, but you know he made it much more the focus of the business. I mean, Unilever's been kind of ranked and discussed as really the most sustainable large company in the world for many years now. And they've outperformed their peers. Their stock did better. They grew by a lot in revenues. They profited. The pitch we're making is that this is really the only way forward for most businesses to stay relevant in the world and to and to be profitable. The expectations of companies now are so high, just alone from their own employees. You know, younger employees really want to work for a company that shares their values and is trying to solve problems in the world. And there's enough need in the world that this is how you can make money as a business. Companies at core, they solve a problem, right? They find a customer that needs something done and they help fill that need. And what we're saying is that the world's needs are really large and there are a lot of customers, business customers and consumers that are looking for products and services that help them live more sustainable lives. And those products are doing very, very well and growing very fast. And that's really where most of the growth in most sectors is today. So this is the best path for business in addition to the fact that it actually maintains a planet that's livable and thriving for all of us. Well, as a consumer, I often want to buy things that are more sustainable that I know are better for the planet. But then I'm faced with one, it doesn't exist yet, or two, it's just so expensive to buy that it's not practical. So 
I wonder if there's any way that we could encourage, or maybe you're trying to do this with the book, to encourage companies to give consumers affordable alternatives that are healthy and sustainable. Well, that's exactly right. But I'm, I'm just curious, because the idea that more sustainable products are more expensive, I mean, it's an old one. I'm not sure it really applies anymore all, the, all that well, because being more sustainable means a lot of things. It could just be the product uses less energy. You know, it's a light bulb that's better or a car that's more efficient and an electric car. It could be that the packaging is made from recycled material, um, that the ingredients in it are less toxic. It can mean many things, and there's just a ton of different options in most product categories now. And I guess, you know, the question I always have is, you know, where are you finding that things are so expensive? I mean, you know, some options might be, but we really got to ask ourselves, what does expensive mean? So, you know, there's a company like, say, Patagonia that makes clothes that last longer and are guaranteed forever. So if you buy a jacket that costs more up front but lasts you three times as long, does it really cost more? If you buy a car, and it maybe costs a few thousand more if it does, and you're then not using gas. You know, I have an electric vehicle. I haven't noticed the gas price issue because I don't buy gas. So there's kind of a question of what does it really cost to own this thing and to use it, and is it really more expensive or not? And sometimes it really isn't, or most of the time it really isn't, if you take the whole life cycle of the product and the way you use it into account, or that you're getting something better for your money. You're getting maybe organic food. You're getting healthier food that just treats your body better. So there's all sorts of dimensions where we buy things for many reasons, right, not just the upfront price. So I think, yes, I mean, the goal is obviously that companies come out with more sustainable products that are at the same price and same quality and also more sustainable. And I think there's lots of those today. But I think the consumers that kind of are really seeking out more sustainable products often know that they might pay more upfront for something, but it gives them much more value in the long run. And that's entirely true. For example, I have a friend that lives in Arizona where sunshine is very plentiful, more plentiful than it is here in the Midwest. And she was talking about how she installed solar panels on her house, and that was really going to save a lot of energy. And in the long run, it was going to save her a lot of money. But up front, she had to pay like $26,000 to get that installed, which for many people, if they're already making a house payment, that extra 26 k up front is pretty prohibitive, even if they would want to do solar panels, for example. It's a perfect example because, especially in Arizona, so the way that companies buy renewable energy and increasingly the way people do it in their homes is through what's called a power purchasing agreement, which is a long way of saying that you buy the power, not the panels. So you lease your roof, basically. A company puts the solar on and you agree to buy from them for whatever it is, five cents a kilowatt hour or something. You say, I'm going to buy all my power from you that you produce from these panels for the next 10, 15 years. And so you don't put any money up front and you just lower your bill. That's actually how companies, for the most part, do this. And that's available for consumers in most states. So you don't really need to buy the panels yourself anymore. So that's a perfect example of you get a more sustainable life and you haven't spent a penny up front because your agreement to buy the power is what finances it so that the company can go and spend that money up front that they have rather than you paying for it. And it works out better for them. They make more money that way. They're getting paid for the energy and it pays them more for the energy than the kind of financing and the cost of putting it out and and generating it. So companies are buying right now, corporate buying around the world is something like 25 gigawatts of energy, which is meaningless to a lot of people, but picture 25 nuclear plants, and that's kind of each year, and it's growing exponentially. 
So a lot of the green options are just fundamentally cheaper now. There's kind of this, I think, mistaken view that sustainability always costs more, and it really just doesn't uh, anymore in most categories. It's just a, it's a fundamentally better and, and more profitable way to operate. And there's just so many more options for consumers now to make these choices. So I, w- you know, I would suggest to your friend, maybe they didn't look at all the different models for how you could do this. And I know a lot of individual consumers want to do the right thing and want to lead a more sustainable life. It sounds like, though, your book is aimed at people that run companies, and by and large, in your experience, do they feel the same way, or are they just feeling so pressured to make a profit it doesn't kind of matter to them how it is they get from point A to point B as long as they get there? Companies feel, especially big public companies, they feel tremendous pressure for short-term results, and that is clearly kind of the biggest hurdle. And it's not because being more sustainable is necessarily more expensive, but it does mean taking a longer-term view. There's things you're going to make choices on, make investments. But that's true for all things in business. Companies make choices on what to invest in all the time. What we're saying is you really want to invest to make your business more sustainable so it stays relevant. It's making the products that your customers want and that you're attracting and retaining the best people. So the vast majority now, virtually every one of the largest companies in the world has a sustainability report, has goals on things like climate emissions. So they're all at the table now. They're all talking about this. How aggressive they are and who's really leading, I mean, that varies, right? And it's like we're kind of talking a fundamentally different and better way of doing business, so it takes time. But everybody's having the conversation now. I mean, all CEOs in the world are talking about this. It's just whether they can move fast enough for the stakeholders, the people that are asking them tough questions or not. That was Andrew Winston talking about his new book, Net Positive, How Courageous Companies Thrive by Giving More Than They Take. You can find it now on Amazon or wherever books are sold. And that's it for now. Stay happy and healthy, and we'll see you again next week. That was This Week in Tech with Gene Destro. Tune in next week for more tech news on 93.5-1590-WAKR and WAKR.net. <laughs>